Hello, and welcome to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast for the week commencing the 4th of July, 2022. In InfoSec news this week, hacking groups and ransomware operations are reportedly moving away from Cobalt Strike to the newer Brute Rartel post-exploitation toolkit in order to evade detection by EDR and antivirus solutions. Corporate cybersecurity teams commonly consist of employees who attempt to breach corporate networks, known as red teams, and those who actively defend against them, known as blue teams. Both teams then share notes after an engagement in order to strengthen the cybersecurity posture of a network. For years, one of the most popular tools in red team engagements has been Cobalt Strike, a toolkit which allows attackers to deploy beacons on compromised devices in order to perform remote network surveillance or execute commands. While Cobalt Strike is a legitimate piece of software, threat actors have been sharing cracked versions online for many years, making it one of the most popular tools used by hackers and ransomware operations in order to spread laterally through breach corporate networks. In 2020, Chetan Nayak, an ex-Red Teamer at Mandiant and CrowdStrike, released Brute Rartel Command and Control Center, also known as BRC4, as an alternative to Cobalt Strike for Red Team penetration testing engagements. Like Cobalt Strike before it, Brute Rartel is an adversarial attack simulation tool allowing red teamers to deploy badges, similar to beacons in Cobalt Strike, on remote hosts. These badges connect back to the attacker's command and control server in order to receive commands to execute or transmit the output of previously run commands. In a new report by Palo Alto's research unit, researchers have spotted threat actors moving away from Cobalt Strike in order to use Brute Rartel as their post-exploitation toolkit of choice. This change in tactics is significant, as BRC4 is designed to evade detection by EDR and antivirus solutions, with almost all security software not detecting it as malicious when first spotted in the wild. To quote the report, while this capability has managed to stay out of the spotlight and remains less commonly known than its Cobalt Strike brethren, it is no less sophisticated. Instead, this tool is uniquely dangerous in that it was specifically designed to avoid detection by endpoint detection and response or EDR solutions and antivirus or AV capabilities. Its effectiveness at doing so can clearly be witnessed by the aforementioned lack of detection across vendors on VirusTotal. In attacks suspected to be linked to the Russian state-sponsored hacking group APT29, also known as Cozy Bear or the Dukes, threat actors distribute malicious ISO files which allegedly contain submitted CVs. However, this CV file is actually a Windows shortcut which will launch the bundled executable file. When the bundled executable file, a legitimate Microsoft executable, is ran, the included link library, which is loaded by the program, has been modified to act as a loader for the Brute Rartel Badger, which is loaded into the executable process. Once this Badger is loaded, the threat actors can remotely access the compromised device in order to execute commands and spread further in the now-breached network. Brute Rartel currently costs $2,500 per user for a one-year license, with customers required to provide a business email address and be verified before a license can be issued. To quote the company, due to the nature of the software, we only sell the product to registered companies and individuals with an official business email address or domain after verifying the business and person's work history, explains the pricing page. As this is a manual verification process, it does raise the question of how threat actors have received the software licenses. The developer of Brute Rartel has explained that the licenses used in these attacks reported by Unit 42 were leaked by a disgruntled employee of one of their customers. However, according to Advanced Intel CEO Vitaly Kremes, ex-Conti ransomware members have also started to acquire licenses by creating fake US companies in order to bypass the licensing verification system. 
The Hive strain of ransomware has been on the rise recently. Hive is only about one year old, having been first observed back in June 2021, but it has grown into one of the most prevalent strains and payloads in the ransomware-as-a-service or RAS ecosystem. With its latest variant carrying several major upgrades, Hive is also proving it's one of the fastest evolving ransomware families, exemplifying the continuously changing ransomware ecosystem. The upgrades in the latest variant are effectively a full overhaul, the most notable changes including a full code migration to another programming language and the use of a more complex encryption method. The impact of these updates is far-reaching, considering Hive is a RAS payload that Microsoft has observed in attacks against organizations in the healthcare and software industries by large ransomware affiliates. The main differences between the new variant and the old ones is the programming language used. The old variants were written in Go, also sometimes referred to as Golang, while the new Hive variant is written in Rust. Hive is not the first ransomware strain to be written in Rust. Black Cat, another prevalent ransomware, was the first. By switching underlying code to Rust, Hive benefits from many advantages that Rust has over other programming languages, namely offering memory, data type, and thread safety, having deep control over low-level resources, having a user-friendly syntax, having several mechanisms for concurrency and parallelism, thus enabling fast and safe file encryption, and having a good variety of cryptographic libraries, and also it is relatively more difficult to reverse engineer. In a fairly baffling news based on the information we have currently, Microsoft announced earlier this year it would block VBA macros on downloaded documents by default. However, according to information released yesterday, it seems it will roll back this change based on feedback until further notice. The company has failed to explain thus far the reason behind this decision and is yet to publicly inform customers that VBA macros embedded in malicious Office documents will no longer be blocked automatically in Access, Excel, PowerPoint, Visio, and Word. To quote, based on feedback, we are rolling back this change from current channel. The company notified admins in the Microsoft 365 Message Center at some point yesterday. The change began rolling out in version 2203, starting with current channel preview in early April 2022, with general availability supposed to be reached at some point in June 2022. This was a welcome and highly expected change. Given that VBA macros are an extremely popular method to push a wide range of malware strains, including Emotet, TrickBot, QBot, and Drydex, via phishing attacks with malicious Office document attachments. With VBA macros blocked by default, everyone was expecting attacks which delivered malware in this manner, such as information-stealing Trojans and malicious tools used by ransomware groups, to be automatically thwarted. But it appears that Microsoft have decided that that is no longer the case. It is currently not known if this is due to a bug, a policy decision, or a technical limitation, but hopefully this change can be revisited moving forward. Thank you very much for listening to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast. Please do not hesitate to contact us should you wish to discuss any of the items outlined here, and thank you very much for listening.